I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is the truth for youth. We are getting so close to Christmas. It is literally right around the corner. Uh, And especially for me and my family, we are actually doing Christmas a little early because we're leaving town over the holidays. So we'll be doing Christmas in a matter of a few days, which puts the pressure on because there's still a few more things that I have to do to get ready for the day, right? Uh, but I started thinking just about presents and gifts, you know, especially as, you know, I've got to go still get a couple of those and get ready, but gifts are great, right? Like, like I remember as a kid getting presents and getting gifts, and that was so much fun. Like, I really loved getting presents at Christmas time or even birthdays, but especially Christmas time. I don't know if it was just the old Christmas atmosphere or the... Uh, the surprise, the anxiety of, of waking up on Christmas morning and seeing what was under the tree. But I can think back to some of the great Christmas gifts that I got as a kid. You know, I remember um, I loved G.I. Joe. I loved the little figures, and I had a massive collection of G.I. Joes. There, I had the, the army men. I had the trucks, the weapons, the bases. Man, I had it all, and uh, honestly, I still have that stuff because my mom, thankfully, she stored that stuff, and she kept that stuff, and she finally gave it to me because she thought, you know, one day I may want that for, you know, if I had kids and I had sons that would want to play that, and sure enough, I kept that. I was a little hesitant about my sons playing with my G.I. Joes because that was my prized possession as a kid, Um, but I did. Once they kind of got a little older, I let them kind of play with some of the G.I. Joes, and and that was kind of fun. I mean, they didn't play with them to nearly the extent that I had to, uh, that I got to, but anyways, they uh, they still play with them. Of course, I also collected uh, Star Wars stuff, and now looking back, I'm like, hmm, sure wish my mom would have kept the Star Wars stuff, because it's a lot more valuable than the G.I. Joes, but I was actually curious, and I started looking around, and sure enough, the G.I. Joes, there's some value there, man. They're making a little bit of comeback, I think, in the collector's uh, item. So some of those G.I. Joes are worth a good bit of money. Of course, I think those are all the the perfect condition that haven't been opened in their package. And, of course, mine are, boy, I, I wore them out, man. I play with them all the time. So I don't know. I mean, I took care of them, but they're they're definitely well played with. Uh, so, so G.I. Joe's. I love getting G.I. Joe's. I remember getting some, some great gifts uh, at Christmas with those. But I also remember when the Nintendo first came out. Man, all you people that are into video games, I mean, I know you're, you're probably excited this Christmas. Maybe you're getting a new PlayStation. You're getting that new Xbox. But that's just a better version of what existed. Like, I'm telling you, when the Nintendo came out, guys, there was not anything that really was comparable. I mean, you had like Atari, but really there was nothing. I think Sega kind of came out about that same time as Sega Genesis or maybe the original Sega. But um, Nintendo, it was amazing how much better it was than all the previous stuff. And and it was like the go-to. Like everybody had to have one. It took video games to a whole new level. And I remember dying for one of those because I, I knew a kid that had one. They were so much fun. And, uh, you know, went up getting one. And it was like one of the greatest gifts. I was so happy. 
I also remember as I got older, uh, freestyle bicycles, you know, BMX bikes, freestyle bikes, they became really popular. And I remember like in middle school, um, really, really wanting this Haro freestyle bike. Man, it was amazing. It was awesome. And sure enough, my parents got that for me for a Christmas. So there was a lot. I mean, I could sit here probably for an hour and name all these amazing gifts that I got at Christmas time. But those are some of the ones that stuck out in my head. Which, going back to collector stuff, hey, that Haro, I still have that Haro. And uh, it's actually I actually ride it from time to time. My wife and my kids sometimes make fun of me. But, dude, it's awesome. It's in great shape. And sure enough, that thing's worth a good bit of money as well. So some of these toys have paid off. Hopefully my kids, <laughs> some of their toys we've gotten them, maybe they'll worth, be worth some money one day. But it goes back to this whole process or this whole idea of gifts and, and giving and presents. And as much as I loved, loved, loved getting gifts and presents, and I still do. It's not like I don't like it. So if you got some presents out there you want to get me, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't get me any gifts. But as I've matured and as I've gotten older, and especially now that I have kids, giving gifts are so much better. Like, I really enjoy giving gifts more than receiving gifts now, especially when it comes to my sons. Like, I really, really enjoy watching them as they either open a present or get a gift, seeing the excitement and the joy and the happiness that they that they have, and especially if it's a gift that they've really wanted or been wanting for a long time, and just to see how happy they are. You know, it just, it just makes me feel good. You know, it just brings me a joy and a happiness. Um, and, and so I was just thinking about this, like, and I started thinking, well, Okay, if, if we as human parents, and, and the Bible's pretty clear about how we think we know how to give good gifts or we, you know, we think we know it's good for our kids, but in reality, we don't know anything compared to our Heavenly Father and how much better of a gift does God know how to give than we do because obviously He's our Creator. He's God of the universe. So of course He knows how to give better gifts than we know how to give. And there's a passage that I that I want to read you as we're getting close to Christmas time, right? We start thinking about the gifts and the presents that we may get, or maybe that we're even giving to our family or friends. But what about the gift that God gave us? So this is in Romans chapter 3, verses 24 through 26. And this is coming from the message version. It says, since we've compiled this long and sorry record of sinners and proved that we are utterly incapable of living glorious lives that God wills for us. God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity, He puts us in right standing with Himself. A pure gift. He got us out of the mess that we're in and restored us to where He always wanted us to be. And He did it by the means of Jesus Christ. God sacrificed Jesus on the altar of the world to clear that world of sin. Having faith in Him sets us in the clear. God sets things right. He also makes it possible for us to live 
in his righteousness. Man, that's an awesome passage. And again, I like the way the message words it. So again, that passage is saying, look, we, we as humans, then doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what color you are or where you grew up or how much money you have or your parents, who they are, we've all compiled this long list of sorry actions, right, of, of sins. And we are proving that we're not capable by ourselves of living the glorious life that God wants us to have, that God intended for us to have. So guess what? God does something for us. It says, out of his generosity, he puts us in a right standing with him. Now remember, if you have God, who's a perfect, holy God, and then you have any human, myself, okay, we'll take me, an imperfect person, well, God in his holiness cannot be in the presence of me, Micah Murphy, imperfect, sinful. He just can't do it. So there has to be, uh, there has to be something that, that takes place, right? So God talks about in the Bible how there's this, there's this brokenness, right? There's this broken relationship. And the only way that, that can be corrected is for there to be a perfect sacrifice, for someone to die in my place because I can't do it for myself because I'm sinful. So it had to be the perfect sacrifice. So someone that could die for my sins, Jesus Christ, so that now when God sees me, Micah Murphy, he doesn't see me, Micah Murphy, in my sinful nature. He sees that Jesus Christ has died for my sins and my sins are forgiven. My my slate has been wiped clean. And that's what it talks about. There's this clear uh, living. There's this clear life now. Again, not because of me, but because of Jesus, because of the sacrifice. And now I get righteousness, not because of my righteousness, but because of Jesus's righteousness. So let's go back to the passage. It says, so out of generosity, again, God didn't have to do that. He wanted to do that, though, as a heavenly father, just like me, as an earthly father, I want to give good gifts. I want my kids to be happy. I want them to, to experience life, and I want what's best for them. Well, God knows what's best for us. And so he says out of his generosity, he puts us in a right-standing relationship with himself. It's a pure gift, a present, the best present. And he got us out of the mess that we're in because of our own sins, right? And it restores us. He restores us so that we are now in that right relationship with him. And now we can be where he wanted us to be. And it says he did it by the means of Jesus Christ. And the next part of the passage says, And God sacrificed Jesus on the altar of the world. Right? He died on the cross. The altar of the world. So all they could see. So that he could clear the world of sin. Sin is what breaks the relationship with the holy, perfect God. So now it says having faith in him sets us clear. So we can't just say, okay, so Jesus died on the cross. So all are saved, right? All are forgiven of their sins just because Jesus did that. Yes and no. Yes, he did that for all, but you have to personally accept that. You have to believe in Jesus. You have to believe that God sacrificed Jesus for us to have that. 
So it goes on to say, by having faith in that, that sets us in the clear. We have, you know, we have the clean slate. We're clear now, and we are now right with God. And it says he makes it possible for us to live in his righteousness. Again, we can't have righteousness just because of ourselves, but now we have righteousness because of Jesus Christ. So, man, what, a, what an amazing passage to look at right here at Christmas time. So we're talking about gifts. We think about presents. God is saying, look, I gave you the ultimate. I gave you the absolute greatest present ever, ever. Now, look, I'm sure you've gotten some great presents and gifts in the past, just like I have. But you know what? The G.I. Joes, the Nintendo, I'm not sure the Nintendo is. I'm pretty sure it got sold for probably five bucks on a garage sale. It's probably worth money. Um, the, the Haro bike, you know, whatever gifts, man, I can't take all that with me when I die or even when my kids die. Eventually it's going to rust and rot and, and, you know, it's just not going to, it's not going to last forever. However, our spirit will. And God's saying, look, I want your spirit to be with me forever in eternity in heaven in glorious, uh, peace and presence. But that can't happen unless you accept that gift, right? And, and that's the greatest gift because it lasts forever and ever and ever. And no matter what happens here on earth, no one can take that from you. Now, I guess you personally could reject that gift, but no one can come and steal that present. Like someone could break in my house. They could take my G.I. Joes. Boy, I'll hunt you down if you take my G.I. Joes. Uh, they, they could take whatever else in my house, the Haro bike, everything, right? And I'd be sad, and, and you know what? But it's just material. Someone can't break in my house and take my take my eternity from, from Christ. So that's why it's the greatest gift. And here's another thing that comes with, with giving and with, with receiving gifts and presents. There's a sacrifice, and we don't really think about this, or at least I don't that much, when you're receiving gifts. You don't necessarily think about the sacrifice that, that it took for that giver to give you that gift. And sometimes the sacrifice might, might not be that great. Like if you have tons of money and it's a small financial gift, okay, so that may not be a huge sacrifice financially. Um, but most people probably are sacrificing a good bit in order for them to give a gift, right? So it may be money. You know, a lot of a lot of parents are probably sacrificing a lot of hard-earned money so that you, student, can have a nice Christmas, can have a gift that you want. Or maybe it's not even a financial sacrifice. Perhaps it's time and energy. Perhaps they had to, to spend a lot of time and energy finding or making the gift. Or, or sometimes you may get a gift of service, you know, we have some some people in our lives that we do that for them or they do that for us. And, and you, yeah, that may not technically cost them financial or cost us financial, but what is it costing? What's well, sacrificing time and energy? And honestly, the older I get, the more I value time and energy. And you know what? Money, we can go out and, and make more money, uh, earn more money, but you can't go out and just get more time. You know, our time is limited, so it's very valuable. So even though someone is maybe not financially spending money for you, perhaps it's time and energy, and that is really, really valuable as well. And again, we look at what God gave us. It says there was a sacrifice. 
God sacrificed his son so that we could have everlasting life. And again, as a parent, that's that's a tough one to swallow, you know, trying to imagine sacrificing your kids for something because, you know, it's a lot of love there. You know, I can't, I can't really imagine that. I can't fathom that. And then, so, so that's what God sacrificed. And then what did Jesus sacrifice? I mean, he is the God of the universe in human form and he sacrificed it all for us. I mean, he was humiliated. They laughed at him. They mocked him. They spit on him. They physically hurt him. Uh, it's, man, it's a huge sacrifice. You know, it's a sacrifice that I don't want to have to do. But Jesus said, you know what? I love you so much that that's the sacrifice that I'm willing to go through. I'm willing to take that on because I want to give that greatest present and gift I could give you ever. And that's for, to die. I have to shed my blood so that you can have everlasting life. That's awesome. Man, that's awesome. So guys, I hope, again, you know, it's Christmas time. It's gift-giving season. It's gift-receiving season. Think about the gift of Jesus Christ. Think about the gift that God has given us. Don't take it for granted. Cherish it. You know, Think about it. Thank God for it you know, throughout this Christmas season um, and, and share that gift with others. You know, even though we're not necessarily, you know, we're not physically giving someone Jesus Christ, but we can share him. We can share his testimony, the testimony that we have because of him. Right? We can share what he's done and who he is with those around us. You know, you, you may be spending some time this holiday season with people that are not Christians, that are not believers, you know, share it with family members. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's siblings. Maybe it's cousins. Maybe it's just friends or long lost relatives that you don't even know who they are. They're going to come up and pinch your cheeks, right? Uh, but just share it with someone, right? It's a great gift that you can give others as well. And it's not going to cost you anything financially. It will cost you a little bit of time and energy, maybe a little bit of your, your pride, perhaps. Uh, but pass it along. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning into the podcast, for supporting this podcast. And for those that have left reviews, I really do appreciate it. And if you're sharing the podcast with others, man, thank you for doing that. Please continue to do that. That's how the podcast grows. And again, I hope you're finding value in this podcast and I want others to find value as well. So guys, if uh, if you don't listen, I will do one more podcast before Christmas. Uh, but if you don't catch that before then, guys, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, and we'll see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we are.